Well, friends, welcome back to the podcast. It is a great joy for us to have conversations that we bring to you on anything about the intersection of the spiritual and the practical, about how you can live and lead right side up in an upside down world. Friends, it is a challenge to lead well today. At Stay Forth, we call our coaches and even our experienced curators mountain guides for the leadership journey. Many leaders have invited us into this journey. We love coming alongside and coaching leaders in their leadership to be able to clarify what is overwhelming, what is hard, what is challenging, where do you feel stuck, and how do you go to the next level in your leadership? We want to be on the journey with you. We also love going away and hosting experiences where you can get out of your email inbox, get out of the challenges, the whirlwind, the expectations that you feel each day. Whether you are a stay-at-home dad, a CEO, a music artist, a collaborator of beautiful transformation in the world, a nonprofit leader, you name it. If you have influence, we want to come alongside of you in your journey to be a kingdom leader that lives and leads out of your unique design. You don't have to burn out, flame out, have a moral failure, or live at the risk of your own soul if you are living and leading. Friends, we want to be in the trenches with you. We want to go deeper than these conversations. We've got a couple opportunities for you. The first is our Right Side Up community over on Facebook. We're having great conversations break out there about health and impact. The second is called Tuesday Tune-Up. It's also free. It'll take about five minutes to read through, and it's one practical leadership tweak you can make each week. Friends, this is really good stuff. A lot of this we're getting from our coaching conversations conversations that we're having as a team that we just want to share with you. Friends, your leadership matters too much. If you steward that well, many others around you can grow to their capacity. If you don't steward that well, we see the issues that come up with that, and it can be so dangerous. We just want to remind you, your life and leadership matter too much to lead alone. Don't lead in isolation. We're going to continue to have conversations about health and leadership here, about longevity, sustainability, how to live and lead well and with excellence and lead for the long haul. But these conversations alone are not enough. Join the Right Side Up community where you can uh, get to know other leaders each week, be working on your leadership through Tuesday Tune-Up. You can go to TuesdayTuneUp.com or find info in the show notes. You can head over to the Right Side Up community on Facebook or find the link in the show notes. Your leadership matters too much. Don't lead isolated. We are with you for the journey. Friends, it's a great privilege to have these conversations with you. We don't take these lightly. We'll continue to drop these episodes each Tuesday and Thursday. And now, on to the podcast. Whenever I bring up the topic of journaling in a group of leaders, I get a mixed response. Now, some people absolutely love journaling. Some people would say, It's a discipline, even a spiritual discipline. Others would say this phrase, I'm terrible at journaling. Now, I've realized that there in this spectrum is room for so many different perspectives. But if you have to ask me, and well, I'm going to be honest, behind the curtain, I've not been great or consistent at journaling. And I don't necessarily feel bad about that. There are times when I'll go outside, I'm often out in creation, or maybe I'm in a a quiet place. Uh, Maybe I'm in a coffee shop where it's kind of bustling and I just get a thought and I'll go for pages with inspiration and ideas. And then I'll go weeks without writing in that journal. The blank journal for many, me included, 
can just be paralyzing and not know exactly what I should put in there or what topic I should write on or who's going to read this later or will this translate into you know some kind of post or article or content that I'm going to push out at some point. So it's just been a really confusing relationship with the journal. I'm going to take you back several years ago to the start of our journal process. And then I'm actually going to interview somebody who's been using our right side of journal. And so in this episode, there is space for you. If you'd say, I'm a journaler every single day, I pull my thoughts out of my brain, put them on pages. That's incredible. There's room for you here. And I think the right side of journal works for you. If you say, I've never been good at journaling. It just hasn't been a discipline. I don't really understand it. I don't really know the why behind it. Again, I think there's space for you right here in the middle. And so when we talk about this journal, the origin story is really important. Because I wasn't a good journaler, I didn't see a journal as something we were ever going to do. I was writing books and I was communicating content to people, which is good. It's just not enough. I was longing for a deeper connection with people during coaching, a connection that they found not only with God, but with other people in their lives that brought about the right conversations, the right communication on their teams. And I just wasn't finding it. The big question I was asking is how do we take the transformation from coaching and put that into every single day in their lives? Again, how do we take this transformation? It's incredible about a one-on-one coaching session and turn it into or translate it into transformation in their lives? Well, that question led me to the idea that we had 10 to 15 minutes a day, probably that we could ask leaders for just 10 to 15 minutes a day. If you're going to do 30, 45 or an hour, you're probably lost almost all leaders. So then the question shifted to in 10 minutes a day, how could leaders become more proactive and less reactive? How could leaders in 10 minutes a day become more proactive and less reactive? The rabbit hole got deeper. And in that time, we began to sketch up a journal that could work for leaders. Now, we already had coaching tools that were working. We had a weekly planning grid where we begin to talk about things like blocking and batching. If you've read the book, Deep Work by Cal Newport, some of those terms are familiar to you. We were seeing incredible clarity when leaders were actually organizing their schedule around their priorities. We're pushing away the urgent to find the important. They actually scheduled those things in, those people in, those priorities, whether it was time with God, shaping your team, time with your family, physical health, and we were watching leaders get healthy. So we actually merged the idea of tools from coaching, which we highly believe in tools. We are about empowerment, not dependency. In other words, we don't want to get people hooked on our coaching. We actually want to empower people so that they themselves can make healthier decisions the rest of their lives. As coaches, we're temporary in people's lives. And yet, if we could develop those skills and those disciplines in their life of paying attention to their life and actually planning proactively, we could see incredible change happen for them, their teams, their families, their organizations. And remember, working with leaders, there's an inordinate amount of impact that comes out of their lives, for good or for ill. And we wanted those leaders to continue to lead well long after coaching was done. So that led us to dream and scheme about some kind of journal. As we began to think about it, we understand that leaders, we think from both sides of our brains and we may lean more analytical to the left. You may lean more creative to the right, but regardless, we need something in the middle. There's a guy named D Hawk 
who coined the term chaotic. We needed something chaotic with enough chaos and enough order, enough freedom and enough structure to work for everyone. And that's actually what I'm always looking for. I need enough guardrails so I don't fall off the left side of not enough structure. I don't fall off the right side of too structured, not fun enough, not fresh enough, spontaneous enough that I could actually move within my schedule. I've had seasons where I had very little direction and I fell off the left side. I had no structure in my life or schedule. And I was kind of reinventing my schedule every day uh, from the ground up with the anxiety that that produces. I've had seasons where I was on the treadmill. I had very little time. I mean, like not even time to break away and go to the bathroom, not even time to grab another cup of coffee, not even time to talk with somebody uh, between meetings. And that wasn't okay either. And so literally in the course of a year, we as at Stay Forth, we looked at different journals. We asked the question, do we even need this? Does this exist somewhere? And we came up with a strategic journal sketch that we began calling the right side up journal. Now the right side up anything is kind of a brand within a brand for us. We have right side up leadership podcasts here where we talk about living and leading right side up in this upside down world. We have the right side up community on Facebook. You should join. It's been great life-giving. Thank you guys for your comments, questions, thoughts, books you're reading, things you're learning. We so appreciate the feedback. And we realize this would fit within our brand within a brand. We want leaders to live and lead right side up. That when no one else is watching, when no one else is looking over their shoulder, planning their schedule, when a boss isn't telling them what to do, or a spouse isn't forcing them to get home from work at a particular time, could we actually help leaders cultivate a life they want to live within? A life of health, a life that is chaotic, that has both structure and order. And we began to take on this audacious task. Almost a year later, we had a prototype of the right side of journal, one that we wanted leaders to use for just a few weeks. We got some great feedback. And that's actually been a theme as we continue to innovate. We continue to make this the best journal that it could be. But I got to warn you, it's not a journal like you've seen before. It is both chaos and order. There's enough freedom for you right brain folks. And I'd put myself in that creative category. I need space. I need space to sketch to draw. Maybe there's a podcast episode and I'm going to write some notes out, some questions for our team. I have coaches meeting up, uh, a meetup this morning with our Stay Forth coaches. And I've got some questions that, that God's kind of put, put on me to ask them and to kind of open up the conversation. I wrote those right there. And I actually use my journal. It's very important to think of left brain and right brain, that I need to plan my day but I also need to have space when that thought, that epiphany, that idea, that sketch, that diagram comes up. I know my brain's a little bit crazy. I need to have space to be able to write that down. So each day is organized into three blocks where we talk about morning, afternoon, and evening. And as I was a young leader taking on leadership challenges that I look back and I honestly were way above my head and my pay grade, a leader said, don't work all three blocks. And that simple instruction was so important for me make the most of two of those blocks. Maybe it was a late night and I was working the night before and I had the freedom to be able to go in at noon, be able to spend time with my family or even just to sleep in. Maybe for you, the afternoon block is the least effective. For me, that's the least effective. And so I've actually cut out a lot of work in the afternoon block right there. Whatever that is for you, it allows you to plan your schedule in those three blocks. To also make sure you're scheduling in your family. You're scheduling in your friends, you're scheduling in rest, you're scheduling in play, 
priorities to you. And that's where there's freedom for you to innovate and create. And so as we thought through the first edition of this journal, we were so excited. We launched this a couple of years ago on uh, Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. And we saw some incredible orders come in. We gave the announcement online and we started to hear some great feedback. However, like anything, we realized that there were some gaps and we thought eventually as we take notes, as we hear what isn't making sense for people, we're going to add, I don't know, 10 to 15%. And honestly, I think our second edition, we added 20, maybe 25%. We put some new tools in there. Actually, I have it right in front of me now. And as you open up, you see just the beautiful aesthetic from our designer. And we gave you some more structure. We gave you some more understanding. What are daily rhythms? What are weekly rhythms? Monthly, quarterly, and eventually annual rhythms. We have a space for big, hairy, audacious goals. And I had the amazing experience of watching a big, hairy, audacious goal kind of take off for me. And it was accomplished within the quarter. This is a 90-day journey through this journal. It's documenting life. I'm literally looking over at my bookshelf right now, and I see I actually have seven of these. I'm on my eighth one, which is crazy to think about. And the first one, this was just a dream. This was just an idea. No idea that hundreds, maybe, maybe even over a 1,000 people each morning are sitting down with this journal. And so we don't want to beat it to death. We don't want to explain everything. But I think that story of why is really important. Because most people, let alone most leaders with lots of responsibility, are drowning in their schedule. They feel trapped within their schedule. And friends, we are not in a leadership business at Stay Forth. Despite what you may think, we are not in the leadership business. We are in the freedom business. We are literally helping to lead people toward freedom. People who are stuck inside of their own life. They say, I'm in meetings half of my week. I'm dreading waking up on Monday. Friends, that's not okay, and you don't have to stay there. And we are watching people each day hear from the Lord and say, what exactly is the purpose of my day? What are my morning plans that I've set before God and my team and other people and my family? What are my afternoon plans? What are my evening plans? And each day I realize this reality that I cannot do everything I want to do. I run on limits. Life runs on limits, and yet we try to live limitless. And that limitless living leads us toward overwhelm, toward burnout, toward saying yes to so many things and rarely saying no. And we've gotten ourselves in a pickle. And this allows us to dig back out. And what we say is clarity up, overwhelm down. Even if you can find a little sliver of clarity, 2% of clarity allows clarity to lift and overwhelm to sink and to be able to create more and more of a gap. We also have this chance not only to open each day with this, but then to open each week. At the end of the week, there's something that I was noticing in myself and others, this pre-week anxiety that often hits leaders on Sunday. The Sunday blues are real. People saying that was a great weekend, but right around, I don't know, four or five, six o'clock, heading into dinner, a lot of leaders would say, oh man, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back tomorrow. That sinking feeling that the weekend is coming to an end and I am already behind on my week was hitting. And I've certainly felt that for many, many years up to this point. And I can say it is so much better now. I still feel it once in a while, but I take that as an invitation 
to go plan, to go prepare my heart and my schedule for the week. And we have this exercise. It's actually become a holy liturgy for me now is looking back at the last week, celebrating what God did. We've got some questions to help you look back on one page, but you literally get to turn the page to the next week. We look back, we celebrate, we see the victories, we recognize crucial conversations, beautiful moments we want to thank God for, things that happened that we kind of forgot about in the midst of the whirlwind. And then we look ahead. We kind of take the momentum or transfer the momentum. We look ahead to the next week and we plan wisely. Not all weeks are created the same. There are always going to be half-day things that pop up or really crucial meetings, things we need to prepare for, things we need to make sure that we get done that week or we're not going to be able to rest, Sabbath, connect with our families well at the end of the week. And again, everything we are doing, underneath it, there is a paradigm shift of moving from reactive, just getting our lives lived for us, our schedule dragging us around, to proactive, to actually directing our steps, to telling ourselves and our schedules what we're going to do and therefore what we're not going to do. One of the biggest things that people comment about as we plan the week and we look back and look ahead is our to-don't list. The to-don't list, several friends of mine have to-don't lists and have shared those with me, and that has become a crucial discipline. I don't know about you, but every opportunity sounds great and has a little bit of a shine on it for me. And as I look ahead, that is one of the hardest things for me. I look at a week and I don't want to limit myself. I don't want to say no, but many times it's say no to meetings for this week and I'm planning a week out. It's say no to working after two o'clock on a Friday. Uh, I know many work teams are actually moving to a half day on Fridays, but a whole lot of leaders don't have the discipline to be able to shut work down. And so maybe their to-don't list is schedule any meetings on Friday so that they can leave the office by noon and they can close up all the work that they have. Whatever that is, there's space for you here. I want you to hear that with the journal, is that we believe that every person, but especially every leader, and if you are a mom, a dad, a teammate, an influencer of any kind, you are a leader. We use that term loosely here because we believe that you have influence. You are getting tugged from different directions. Maybe it's a little child that's tugging you. Maybe it's people on social media that are tugging you. Maybe it's a team. Maybe it's an elder board. Maybe it's investors. You are getting tugged. And if you don't know what you stand for that week, you don't know what you're saying yes to in advance, what you're saying no to, you simply will get pulled back into the overwhelm. And friends, that's not a good place to be. Overwhelm is pre-burnout. I can just tell you I'm living in a freedom that each morning I sit down with my cup of coffee and as an act of worship, I actually plan out my day. I, I realize all the things that I won't have time to do in the course of a day, but I begin to ask God about faithfulness. What does faithfulness look like today? Is that Today, this afternoon, I pick up my son at school. I've got to take him somewhere after that. I have homework to do. I've got dinner to prepare tonight. And that is just as important. And in fact, today, probably more important for me, what comes in the afternoon with my family than what's at work. I don't just want to go home tired, living reactively and living off the dregs of the day. So that's an intro into the Right Side Up Journal. We have a short tutorial video and a long tutorial video. For any questions on this, head on over to rightsideupjournal.com. No dashes or anything, just rightsideupjournal.com. You can click it in the show notes as well. 
But I thought what would be helpful here is actually to interview a big fan of the journal. I've spent time with Steve. Steve's actually a leadership coach, and he specifically works with urban leaders and leaders of color. And Steve is an incredible leader, full of grace, full of love, and just full of energy, just a ball of joy to be with. He attended our Colorado Collaboration Experience. He works with our coaching tools and actually helps to implement those. And Steve has become a partner and a friend, but he is a power user of the Right Side Up Journal. So I thought we'd bring Steve on the podcast to just interview him a little bit, get his perspectives on the journal. So you don't just have to hear it from me. Here is our friend, leadership coach and expert, Steve Garcia. Well, friends, I've got a special guest and a friend here, Steve Garcia. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Alan. Great to be here. Tell us a little bit about what you do and why you do that with leaders. Well, I'm an urban Christian leadership coach. I coach uh, folks who lead nonprofits, folks who lead uh, in maybe small, have a small business. Sometimes it's ministry and faith-based. Other times it's out in the community, out in the world. And um, I'm here to provide them support, to strengthen them, uh, to do some strategic thinking with them, and soul care. So I do all of those kinds of things with individuals and teams, and uh, it's, there's a lot of joy in it. And you're doing some incredible work. We'll leave uh, a link in terms of how people can contact you in the show notes. Uh, and really, Steve, as we talk about the journal, you're really our ideal candidate for the journal. You are a leader of leaders. You're catalytic. You're leading in multiple areas, multiple networks, um, a leader of leaders, a coach of people who are having significant impact. And you're doing all the things. You're a writer yourself. You lead cohorts. You do some group coaching, individual coaching, some strengths finder coaching. So needless to say, you've got a few things on your plate uh, and you're leading this. You have uh, recently in the last few years become a solopreneur um, after leaving you know, life as a pastor, um, but you're really pastoring leaders in that zone. And so as you uh, use the journal, first of all, it makes my heart glad that this is helping you as a tool. We only want to create what's helpful. We don't create stuff just because we want to create more stuff. That's not why we created the journal to have one more thing. We got enough on our plate. Uh, but because it actually works. I mean, I have mine sitting next to me. I use it every single morning. I interrupted two people this morning uh, as they texted <laughs> them saying I was praying for them. And hey, I interrupted their session in the right setup journal. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and so with all of that said, Steve, all of that on your plate, you make time each morning and each week to use the right setup journal. Why? Well, because I need it. Um, my, my story is I, I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm a dancer, not a marcher. And a dancer. So, uh, Tell us more. I have, uh, I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of energy. I love people. And uh, so I'm in a lot of places and my ideas are many, but they're not going to become reality. They won't get executed uh, without a plan. And uh, I learned really actually in um, the Healthy Leaders cohort uh, that I joined with Stayforth that as an Enneagram seven, that the, that the superpowers of a seven are, are unlocked through structure. And so I've known that on some level for as long as I've, you know, for all my adult life, I've known that any type of, of organization is just elusive to me and, and uh, time management is just very elusive. And so 
I mean, I go way back to the Daytimer and the Franklin Covey and the, all the other planners. I've used them all forever and I'll never stop. It's, it's a lifelong obsession with how to organize. Nobody has more books on getting organized. <laughs> if I could just find the right one, it's here somewhere. So all that to say that right now I've got them all organized, but uh, all that to say that when uh, it was actually a client of mine who uh, it's been a couple of years now, I'm guessing showed me the journal. He said, Hey, I'm using this right side up journal. And um, I saw it. And, and immediately I saw that it provided structure, but it's, it's a right brain tool to me. For somebody who's a natural born creative, um, I saw it and I saw, you know, the questions like, how will I be more generous this coming week? And how will I look back and how will I look forward and review? And so now, I mean, it's it's really my weekend. I've created an entire weekend thing. Again, I overdo things, but I, I spend my weekend, my Saturday looking back on the week and I take note of all my wins, all that I, everything I did get done. Because we're always there thinking about what we didn't. And I'm always amazed at how yep. using the journal, how many calls I made and how many tasks I followed through on. Yes. And, uh, and how yes. the chains are moving down the field for me strategically. It's happening in, in what matters most to me in personal life and professional growth. And so then Very I good. look ahead to say, what's coming ahead this week? How will I be ready for that? What do I need to bring to that? Um, and so there's a weekend kind of, I do kind of what I call a kind of weekend review and reset. And then that, that's just my own little iteration. And then every morning I'm in here taking um, my calendar items out of my phone, making sure they're correct in my journal and um, moving forward and executing. So it's a whole thing, but it's, yeah. it's really become a lifeline for me. And the reality, a couple things, Steve, I love how you're using it. Everybody tweaks it just a little bit to make it work for them, right? There's no one tool that works exactly the same way for everybody else. We're all different, right? This is dynamic, not static. Um, but I did not curate this because I'm organized, quite the opposite, because I'm disorganized. I needed a system that's repeatable every single week. And I just think, man, ideas are everywhere. There are a dime a dozen. Everybody's got good ideas. Just go to a party and they're going to approach you with their 15 ideas of what someone should do someday. That's not the problem. It's actually in the discipline of just what do I do on Monday morning when I don't know what to do? What do I do when my emotions just aren't there? And I'm convinced most of us um, in the past, or hopefully not you listening, have relied on our emotions to get our stuff done. And the problem is I'm feeling it maybe 40% of the time. That's great. That's a bonus, but I just can't rely on that. And so I need that discipline to say the exact same thing happens for me every morning. Uh, and secondly, everything we do is at the intersection of the spiritual and the practical. There's some practical questions. Uh, and so when I look back and look ahead, I do this about four o'clock on Sunday is ideal for me, Steve, so that I can celebrate on Saturday and have space. But when I start to feel that pre-week anxiety that's just about to hit, then what do you hit overwhelm with? Clarity. Clarity up, overwhelm down. And so that to me is how many leaders, I wonder, Steve, are starting the week thinking that they lost last week. But when you just look back, man, look at all the discipline. Look at all the next steps. Look at all the 30-minute meetings I had. Look at all the things we clarified. Look at all the next steps. But I'm convinced, oh, I didn't do much last week, and yeah. oh, I'm losing. Well, if you're starting your week in a hole, friend, that's a problem. 
if you feel like you've lost before you've done anything, like that's not okay. And so I'm just getting more and more bold with the fact that, yes, I believe in it. Yes, I believe it's the best 20 bucks you're going to spend. Never. If you don't like it, please let us know and we will send you a $20 bill in the mail, like whatever we need to do, because that's how much I believe in it. Uh, and so I, I just get fired up with people like you using it because it's actually making a difference. I don't care if people use it just so you can use it. I care that it's making impact and I know it is in your life, Steve. So pumped, proud of you, all the things um, with the journal. Maybe just give um, from your vantage as a leadership coach, uh, a couple of thoughts of where you think a lot of leaders are tripping up in this area of disciplines. Are there a couple of disciplines that you feel like are missing in most leaders' lives? Well, I think, I don't know that I call this a discipline. It's just a, an ingredient. And that's, of course, community, community on a deep level, you know, and, uh, whether it's, and I have a best friend who I meet with every week, every uh, Thursday morning. We've done this for 30 years. We've done this for over 30 years. We've done this since 1987. Wow. There's just nothing in my life that he doesn't know about. Wow. Uh, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So there's there's just, and then I've got numerous other dear friends who I meet with uh, here and there or monthly. Um, so it's it's a community thing, obviously, and I, I can run from, you know, the truth or I can run to it. I can run from my pain or run through it. And so the, I would just say community. And I and so there's that. Then in terms of tools, I think this, the beauty of a tool like this is this, I, this is part of the, the gift of COVID in this season of loss and pain. So please don't let me, uh, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. The gifts in the, the sorrow of this season is, for me, one of them is, is the solitude that I've, as a pastor for 30 years, I just didn't have the space for it the way I wish I had. And now all of a sudden I found myself deep diving into questions like, you know, what desires or dreams in your life are too low, too shallow, or too little? Wow, right? And, and so, those, are Monday, uh, those are Monday questions where yeah. we've actually got a C.S. Lewis quote there and a couple no, of you questions do. to That's reflect on to start your, your week. So not everything repeats, but that I think is the freshness that I like. And I help to curate the questions and they still hit me every time, every three months repeating um, it's actually a different answer than I give each three months because again, life is dynamic. I've never given the same answer. There's one about family, um, things we're grateful for in our family. Uh, mm -hmm. and then there are things that have become limiting beliefs from our family. That's really deep on a Monday, but I answer that differently as I go deeper in counseling work and realize things to go, Oh man, that's really helpful to see from family systems theory. First thing Monday morning, and that actually helps to shape my week. So we put it there intentionally okay. to mess with you in the very best of ways to get the the stir the soup sort of stirred for the week. That's good. And I love I love the I love the midweek questions as well. You know, um, so so it's it's great to not like have a whole week go by before I get real deep with stuff. It's like these are nicely placed sort of checkpoints where I I zoom out a little bit and say, how is this going? What do I need to do to finish this week strong. And there's really not a day I dread anymore. I mean, mm. <laughs> I mean, part of it's because I've made some big leaps and I made some big changes in my life. But, you know, when I use this tool, I, I find myself moving in the directions I really want to move. I certainly mm. feel healthier and I certainly feel happier with, you know, my life and I feel more impactful 
So, and, and so what, one thing I'd want to add, um, Alan, is, of course, I work with urban Christian leaders. I work with leaders of color. Um, it, it doesn't have to be an African-American or Latino or Asian person, uh, people of all colors, but where their heart is, is in serving the last, the lost, and the least. I work with people who work at the Denver Rescue Mission and with people who work in, um, you know, um, in uh, foster care kind of programs and lots of ministry that, that can really drain them. You know, mm. it's beautiful. Yeah. And and it takes a lot out of them. Caregiving so, ministries. Yeah, and, and being and leaders of leaders, people who are responsible for the people on the ground, and mm-hmm. so it's wonderful to be able to place a tool in their hand that can recharge their batteries. Yeah, and and help them, and help them to zoom out and kind of see the progress they're making and celebrate yep. their successes, and stay stay faithful in it for the long haul, stay healthy. And that's that's so close to our heart. Steve, is that we need to take care of ourselves or we're going to be out of the game. And I often say, it goes without saying, but we're going to say it anyway. We have to take care of ourselves, right? If we burn out in the meantime, think about the loss of impact. Um, Think about the loss of opportunity um, for us and for those that we were going to touch, to impact, to develop, to equip, to empower. Um, No matter what field you're in, uh, every single leader that comes to coaching has a level of overwhelm. And they're like, that's okay. We've talked about overwhelm before on experiences and um, seems like I'm supposed to do all the things. No, don't do all the things. What works for Steve? And this is not to get you to do all the things, actually quite the opposite, to get you to do less. When I write things down on paper, I had a day just to tell myself recently where I had nine meetings. And wow. that didn't seem all that terrible until I actually wrote that down, Steve, and realized every 30 minutes I'm hopping into another meeting that's not okay. And we're talking today. We went beyond our, you know, quote unquote regular time because I have space today. And I look at it and go, I'm going to learn that lesson when I have to write down nine meetings. That's not fair to those nine people. They're going to get the dregs of me at the very end. So uh, Thursday, you're talking about what we call our big picture questions. Um, that's been huge for me. Assess my own energy level, my own encouragement level. How encouraged am I? And if a leader's at a two or three, Steve, you know this as a coach, I have to ask, what's going on? Um, is there a loss? Is there a grief? Is there an unrealized grief? Is there chaos? Has there been a panic attack in your life? Like what, what is beat you down so much? Let's talk about that. And that's actually a tool to bring us to relationship, not away from it. But uh, we talk about thriving and we celebrate those things, struggling. We bring the father into those things and somebody else, like you say, community, invite somebody else in. And that's me as a coach, but that's also a friend that we just need time, conversation, prayer, coffee with a friend. What feels confusing right now, that's primarily the zone I have. I just reached back to a week, several weeks ago, and I wrote down five questions that were confusing um, that week. And they weren't eating my lunch. They weren't bullies in my life. But if I didn't get ahead of them, that confusion was just going to magnify. And then what's missing right now, these tend to be longings of our hearts or simple just gaps in our schedule. We've got some things missing from stay forth that we're you know, hoping to fill. Maybe people listening, you will be answers to some of these prayers that will actually, you know, as we grow and, and whatnot. Uh, and then what are my next steps? It's about obedience. It's about activation. I can't do that. You can't do that for people as we coach. They've got to do that themselves. And uh, this has actually become a tool to help both assess and activate and obey. And so, um, Steve, I use it. We eat our own dog food here uh, and we, you know, <laughs> it is tasty. 
as we say. At, at Speaking of that, my my dog is wanting to come on here on the podcast. Uh, but Please, Steve, love what, love, love what you're doing. Love um, both your heart in it and who you're working with uh, in that. Keep up the great work. And um, if you're listening to this and you are a coach, if you are a team leader, we want to get this in your hands. Uh, and so if you need a free copy to just check it out, we often offer you know, that sample copy. We'll get it to you in the mail. So please just shoot us an email. Hello at stayforth.com. We believe in it. So we'll send it to you. Um, and if you want to order these for your team, we also offer group discounts. Steve actually brings these to coaching clients and to other people, utilizes them as a tool. That's amazing. We want to be an open source organization as much as possible. We want to win, win, win. We want it to be a win for us, win for Steve. And then, of course, when his clients win and get organized, these are huge wins for the kingdom. So I think we actually talked about a quad win there. I think it's a win, 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 win situation <laughs> when other people win uh, in that. And so feel free to utilize this as a tool like you have. But Steve, always good to see your smiling face. Keep up the great work. Thank you, brother. Shine, shine, we focus so long.